If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free, firstly. And there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will share your podcast for you so that it can be heard on podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make your first podcast episode all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to Memoirs of Faith podcast brought to you by yours truly Verona and I'm so excited and glad that you are here tuned in listening to me share topics related to faith, food and fitness. I pray that wherever you're listening in from, whatever episode you're tuned into, that it would encourage you and help you stand in the word of God, help you apply these truths and these tips to these areas in your life. Hope you enjoy. Nikki, so glad to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Verona. Thank you for having me. I am from New York, Lo- all the way on the other side of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how technology can connect us through social media and we're connected. And now look, we're recording a podcast all the way from across the pond. It's, it's incredible. It is. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm going to get straight into it and just kind of go into a bit about you because I know that you're into fitness and I know that you're also it very, very, very much so heavily into your faith. So I want to unpack that a little bit more and just kind of hear your testimony around that. So the first question I'm going to start off with is, have you always had a desire to be healthy? Well, I have always had a desire. Um, I've always struggled with my weight. So from a very early age, I've struggled to um, be at a healthy weight. And, um, you know, I've tried different, um, like different diets in the past. I didn't, I wouldn't say I did every fad diet, but at the end, um, I was never really changing my eating habits. So um, up until this point, I, um, I have struggled with impulsive eating, compulsive, you know, compulsively eating, overeating. Um, I would try to, um, you know, o- I would overeat and then not eat as much or try to undo my bad eating through excessive exercise. Um, but it wasn't really until this past September Um, So actually, so just to rewind a little bit, I've been on this fitness journey for about fitness and food um, journey for about nine months. Um, But prior to that, I mean, I had always loved exercising. I always loved Zumba, weightlifting, um, you know, any type of active activity, whether it be at the gym or outdoors, but I really could never get the food under control. So my weight always fluctuated. And I would go up 10 pounds, I would lose 10, I would gain 20, I would lose 15, you know, and it was consistently inconsistent. But one thing that I've learned is that it's a slow and steady process and a process can't be rushed. So about nine months ago in September, I decided I really just decided that uh, I wanted to live for God in the area with my food. And we can glorify God in anything that we do, whether it be our finances, how we spend our money, you know, how we spend our time, what we're putting our attention to, you know, in our work environment anywhere. But I definitely knew that this was something God wanted to work out within myself personally to grow. So I would be able to um, have victory because 
honestly, to be caught in a vicious cycle of overeating and feeling guilty is not victory and it's not freedom. And, you know, Jesus came to set the captives free. So there is freedom in that. And I had been praying for years up to that point. I don't know that it was a specific moment or it just kind of evolved where I decided that I really needed to make some serious changes. And the serious changes really meant that I was going to die to myself. So in terms of putting aside the desires, the cravings, the, you know, not always giving into that. And I signed up with a personal trainer in September. I have been seeing him three times a week since then. Um, And I've been doing Weight Watchers, well, I've been following Weight Watchers. So I've been doing Weight Watchers for, I've been paying for it. (laughs) I've been paying for Weight Watchers for a couple of years. I guess I would say since um, 2017, early in 2017. But I haven't been following Weight Watchers up until about nine months ago when I decided that it was time to really make those changes. I was tired of being um, always tired, the extra pressure on my joints from being overweight, you know, just having extra, it's extra baggage, extra baggage in my mind, on my body, um, constantly thinking about food, it was almost like cravings and temptations were like harassing. And Verona, I know we've spoken about that book made to crave. Um, So it's really been um, that book has helped me a lot. She talked, it's by Lisa Turkers, and she talks about um, in the very, I think it's in the beginning of the book, how she could not silence the taste buds that were screaming. And so I could totally relate to that because it's just so loud sometimes in your mind, you know, but there was a proverb that I had read and that really stuck with me and I didn't see it the other side, but it's Proverbs 27, seven that reads one who is full loathes the honeycomb but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet so you know that stuck out to me because when you're hungry you look to eat everything so now on the other side of it I had heard recently that when you're hungry you can train your taste buds to eat healthy food and I up until this point I had never thought of it that way but it's true you know food will fill the stomach but it'll never fill the soul and um, sometimes we're just in a pattern and why do we do what we do it's because we've always done it you know there's not really a rhyme or a reason though we know that you know overeating or binging is wrong Sometimes we do it because it, you know, it does something for us that we're not getting on our own. And when we seek God and we pray, like he answers us, but it's not immediate. It's not the instant gratification. So it's a process of learning to, you know, just eat proper, um, healthy portions and just allowing just, I mean, I can really only speak for myself, but to allow myself to to be content with a portion of chicken. And when I say a portion, I guess I would say between three and five ounces or, you know, I mean, varying, give or take, um, but definitely not too big, you know, thick cuts, thick slices of chicken breast. Like, it's not necessary. And there comes a point where I realize that you know, I want to live for God and I want to be able to have victory. And, you know, again, it's like being in that constant state where you're trapped emotionally doesn't glorify him. And he wants us to have more than that. He wants us to have the victory. It's it's his heart's desire, you know, in um, 
third John to be for our bodies to be in good health and for our soul to prosper. So being both, you know, it definitely brings him glory. And so I'm thankful for that, you know, and I always remind myself that I wouldn't know the victory if I didn't know the struggle. So what is it to overcome? It's overcoming this, but it's a process and it's being patient in it. It's doing it whether or not I feel like it, you know, and at the end of the day, that's what it means to be disciplined, that we're not always going to feel like doing it, but we do it regardless because we know the results it yields. Amen. I, if we were on video right now, you would see me emphatically nodding my head. That was so rich and powerful. I'm like, preach, Nikki, preach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was so much goodness in that. And I just kind of want to unpick that a little bit more. Like, what was it specifically for you? Because I know that you said that you've had enough and different types of eating struggles that you had. But what was it for you the day that you decided, right, tomorrow I'm going to do this? I think it was definitely my parents had offered offered to help with the personal trainer and um, they kept asking they had seen me at the gym all the time I had lost a little bit of weight I had lost maybe 10 pounds or so and they're you know and they said well you have enjoyed having a personal trainer in the past I had one when I was 13 I had one when I was in my 20s now in my 30s you know so pretty much every decade (laughs) but I think what it was for me definitely the physical piece of being tired all the time not being winded you know, being winded in just a flight of stairs, like I'm five two, and honestly, like starting basically right under 200 pounds, like that's not healthy. I don't know who said it, but I, I've heard it many times. There's a quote that says, uh, always preach the gospel and sometimes use words. So Jesus says that he's the vine and we are to be connected to him to bear fruit. The fruit of the spirit is love, patience, joy, long suffering, goodness, meekness, self-control. We can't have self-control apart from him. And that's really what I wanted is to be controlled, be able to, you know, in triggering, I would say triggering or tempting situations. So for me, a tempting situation would be at a party where there's just an abundance and a variety of different foods or being at maybe a wedding where there's a huge cocktail hour and then there's the dinner and, you know, or being at a buffet where there's just variety and there's just so much and, you know, as much as you want. And, you know, God said, Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And God said he comes in the volume when he refers to his word and the Bible, that there's just so many layers to it. And so over the past two years, I've been reading the Bible through the lens of food and what that really looks like. You know, there's times that they celebrated with food, with feasts and festivals. And then there were times of fasting. And the one consistent thing is that we shouldn't place anything before God. And and as soon as something consumes us and, you know, we're waking up and the first thing we're doing is eating or thinking about what are we going to have, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and planning and Don't get me wrong, we need to plan. We need to have a roadmap and we need to be thoughtful in things. I'm not saying don't be thoughtful and don't have a plan, but we also need to be, you know, consider that where our treasure is, there our heart is. In Romans 8.37, we're more than conquerors through him who loves us. So when we go through these trials and, and it could be, you know, anything, anything that we ingest, you know, it doesn't have to be food. It could be alcohol. It could be pills. It could be, you know, anything that we're not getting on our own, but we have, you know, an impatient heart wants it right now. 
So God has been teaching me patience that I'm not going to, you know, and not for vain purposes, but I'm not going to get to where I want to be health wise, weight wise, and aesthetically look wise, you know, in six months, it's not going to happen in a year. You know, I have great progress and I thank God for it, that he gives me the, the strength um, to do it. But it really, you know, it takes time. I didn't get to 190 pounds overnight and I'm not going to lose it overnight. And I can't truly serve God and be in a sin of gluttony, which causes one to be slothful and lazy and lethargic, you know, so there's always a ripple effect. It's not just one thing. And I think when we see things honestly and we evaluate, you know, and it's an inside job, you know, I have a friend, um, she's thin and she's athletic and I never knew that she struggled with food. And I've talked to trainers about this, but she would overeat, you know, and so you can't just judge based on how someone looks because we don't know how people struggle and the ways in which um, they're being weighed down by certain things. So, you know, we're all on a journey of health and hopefully, you know, it's just a step at a time, you know, but you ha- you have to take the first step as um, cliche as it sounds to get to the other side. We have to step out in faith, even when we don't see the ending. And, and it really is something that has, taught me to be able to keep pushing forward, even when I don't feel like it, even on on a rainy day, or when I didn't get a lot of sleep, or I'm tired. But we have to move beyond that, because not not for our own, I mean, our body is a temple, but because we know that when we exercise in Proverbs 31, 17, she strengthens her arms, you know, there's so much content in the physical body because it represents the kingdom it's been a wonderful journey because i've really been able to see the lord's work at hand um over my life so it's been um it's definitely been a positive experience one of the other questions that i will ask next and you've touched on it already but how does being physically healthy correlate with being spiritually healthy so physically healthy has such a tie to being spiritually healthy because Um, I mean, if we're disciplined, like the thing is, is that if I see my time and I see that I have 24 hours in a day, that's a common thread, right? Because we all have 24 hours in a day. But um, how am I using those 24 hours? Being able to spend my time appropriately and, you know, giving, you know, giving God his time, the reading and praying and worship. um, And also like in exercise, that's a, that's a tithe because our bodies belong to him. So when we exercise, we're tithing our bodies to God. Um, And, you know, it's about perspective. You know, we could know something in our mind, but not know it in our heart. And when we have the revelation, we need to go with it because God desires for us to be more obedient than to sacrifice. So if we're being obedient to something like that, he's calling us to, you know, at the end of the day, we have to figure out like, if certain things cause me to stumble, I should not tempt myself. Um, But it is about being disciplined. We need to, you know, he says it in his word, and that's not up for negotiation. And so he says it in his word that we're to live quiet, peaceable lives, um, to live lives that are self controlled, where we're not overdoing anything, because once we begin to overdo it, it becomes an idol. So once I say, you know, I, I work out more than I, I, 
spend time with him or that's like the first thing I do rather than greet the Lord in the morning, then I've made myself another God. And we don't recognize that when we say other gods, lowercase g, we don't realize that it's not like a golden statue. It's the things in our lives that consume us, that take reign, um, reign of our hearts and our minds. So um, the two go hand in hand and being disciplined and fit. You know, the Great Commission is to make disciples, make disciples of all nations. So if I'm not living that out, living godly with our food choices, then who am I discipling? Who is going to look after me and say, wow, I want the life she lives. I wow, I want I want to go and I want to do what she does if I'm out of control, that if every time they're around me, I'm overeating and, and I'm eating myself to an oblivion, you know, um, when you're overeating, you're so stuffed that you can't even move. That's not reflecting God. I had prayed because I struggled for so long and I still struggle. I love food. It tastes good. <laughs> But I know that I have the victory and I know that the victory belongs to me because that's that's what is promised in, in the word of God. So when we're struggling, we need to just remember um, who fills us. He fills the hungry with good things. You know, we need to hold on to that and be patient for him to for him to give us that peace and that contentment and being content in him. So my encouragement is um, I have different life verses for different seasons and different areas of things that I struggle in. So my life verse for my fitness and food journey is Romans 837, which is we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. But what I really do hold on to is 1 Corinthians 1013, where it reads no temptation taken you but such as common to man, but God, who is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. So the temptation that is common among men will be able to bear it because God makes a way for us to escape. When we don't know the truth, we don't we don't know what we don't know. Once we have that revelation and we're able to see and understand that, that we're able to hold on to it. And so I would just encourage anyone that's struggling, know that it's common. It's common that we're all struggling, but God makes a way for us to escape it. We need to remember that, and you know, we're all struggling. We're all in this position, but we can't give foothold to the enemy. And so if I struggle with sweets, Hanging out at the dessert table is probably not a good idea. (laughs) You know, maybe I should get up after having one cookie. I think we also need to use wisdom and judgment that it's good judgment to not bring, you know, cheese into the house if you binge on cheese. I mean, I think there's a portion where it's like, okay, we have to have a level of acceptance that when this happens, I go through this and what can I do to avoid it and having really having a solid plan and, you know, just being honest with people around us because people want to support, but we live in a society, everything is around food. They support us with food, (laughs) you know? So um, it's just being honest and, you know, being honest and vocal about it and, being bold, being bold when we talk about it and standing firm in what we've been convicted um, of doing. Amen. Nikki, these are such powerful tips. I'm sitting here listening intently to what you're saying as if I'm one of your disciples, but it's just amazing. I'm just want to, in wrapping up, just say thank you so much for coming and just really sharing 
your heart now if there's somebody that wanted to kind of get in touch with you it, do you do that are they able to get in touch with you and if so sure how would they i do would that? definitely um be open to that and willing to talk to anyone that's in need because um no one should ever feel alone in this um and it is a struggle when people feel isolated um from this so uh, they could reach out to me through Instagram. My Instagram name is N-I-K-K-I-R-U-T-H underscore. So it's Nikki Ruth underscore. That's powerful. I Amen. love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, but Nikki, I've loved having you on the show with us. Thank, Thank you, you Verona. Nikki. It's been a pleasure. And I hope that anyone so that um, heard this is encouraged and reaches out. So I'm just going to close out and just pray. And so, Father, I just want to thank you to everybody that's listening to this and has resonated with Nikki's story, has resonated with Nikki's testimony shared here. I pray that they would be encouraged and that they would know that help and support is out there for them. So I just pray that they would reach out to even Nikki or myself if they identify with any of those things in jesus name amen you've been listening to faith food and fitness memoirs of faith podcast brought to you by yours truly verona so glad that you tuned in with us looking forward to having you on the next episode